Covering the crew all season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue, here is your host, Dominic Catronio. I promise you they're going to win again. I promise. I, I, I just don't know when. <laughs> Welcome in. Brewers Extra Innings. Here on Cinco de Mayo, which now it is Cinco, or it is a Seis de Mayo at this point, if you're staying up late with us this evening. I'm Dominic Catronio. Craig Sean's going to join us. <sighs> Six to four, the defeat tonight. It is now four losses uh, in a row. The Brewers trying to figure things out right now. Beg your pardon. Five straight losses. Uh, obviously, still not fun. Looking at this. This was not your stereotypical loss against the lefty. That was not the reason the Brewers lost this game. It's a lot of the shoulders are on Corbin Burns, and a lot of it is on the defense, shockingly enough, tonight. I just felt like that fifth inning got off the rails, and the Brewers, the big stat tonight, in my opinion, the most important stat from tonight's game, was the fact that the Brewers were 0 for 2 in shutdown innings. Shutdown innings meaning when you score in the top of an inning, you make sure the other team does not score in the bottom of that inning. And they did not do that at all tonight. Getting the two runs in the first, manufacturing the runs, man, that was brilliant. That was great stuff. Getting to Manaya early, also making him work some counts. That was a great first inning. And then a two-run opposite field home run by J.D. Davis that barely got over the wall. Like, wait, what? Now all of a sudden, it's an eight-inning game. Luke Voigt. Hitting a single that should have been a double. He thought it was gone. With all due respect to Luke, man, you can't do that. Like, he's got to be embarrassed. He has got to be so frustrated with himself right now. I I definitely understand where he, he wanted a moment to say, look, let's celebrate, let's elevate, let's have a good time, and finally I got what I was supposed to do here. I hit a home run off a lefty, and it was a foot short. And it becomes a single and supposed to a double. If he was hustling out of the box, I don't want to say it's a no-doubt double. He's not the fleetest of foot. I'm not going to say that's a no-doubt double. But you would like to think if he was hustling out of the box, he would have had a better chance at it. And with the way that inning progressed, him being stranded on first base and advancing the third on maybe what could have been a line-out to right on that sack fly, you just don't know. You don't know how the inning could have turned out after that. I'm not putting all the loss on him, but that was his only hit of the evening. We'll have a little bit of Luke Voigt discourse uh, on the evening as well. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet me at Dom underscore Catronio, D-O-M underscore C-O-T-R-O-N-E-O. This one from Doug. Brewers got to be careful. This is going to turn into an eight-game losing streak. Two tough games this weekend, and then the Dodgers come in. It washes out the great start. And Jock Peterson once again comes through against the Brewers. He is always clutch against them, no matter what uniform he is in. You are absolutely right. Peterson had that clutch two-run single in the fifth inning to give them the lead in the three-run fifth. I thought I had it circled in my scorebook here. The fact that he got thrown out on the bases to end that inning, as opposed to it being runners on the corners with two outs and trying to keep the train moving after a guy had already thrown 30 pitches in the inning and Corbin Burns, him getting thrown out, I thought that was going to be potential for some momentum going up against the Giants' bullpen in the next inning, but they went 1-2-3 against John Brebria. It was a, a series of miscues and not as crisp. You'll hear from Craig Council in a little bit on the show talking about the fact that 
These are plays, this whole road trip that the Brewers were making before, and these games have come down to one defensive play lately. Even though the score doesn't quite suggest it sometimes, one defensive play has been those plays. And in that fifth inning, you had the weird comebacker to Corbin Burns that he failed the field, and then he had the throwing error by Willie Adamas. We'll break down that inning a little bit deeper as well. The Brewers, they're now 18-14. and 14. They've lost five games in a row. They only had they had seven hits in this game, but they also struck out uh, a total of only they took or excuse me they struck out twelve times tonight, only three walks against the Giants pitching staff, six of them by starter Sean Manaya, then two apiece from Brebia, Tyler Rogers and Camilo Doval. Just a weird night for the offense. We'll break it down a little bit deeper. Uh, Craig Kishan will be joining us once again as well. Another text here from Josh. The pitching pitching staff was humbled this week and losing leads late stinks. It would be nice to have a convincing win this weekend to come back home with some positive energy. The good news is you can create some own positive energy by still winning this series. you got to win these next two. I'm not saying they're must-wins, but you want to see some positive reinforcement moving forward to believe you can take this series and head back home getting ready for the Dodgers this week. This is Brewers Extra Innings brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank National Association member FDIC. Just getting rolling. Craig's going to join us in a bit. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers fall tonight 6-4. to four. I'm Dominic Catronio. This is your official post-game show on the home of the Brewers. Looking at this line score, it doesn't tell the whole story of Corbin Burns' night, and we're going to break it down a little bit deeper with Craig Kishon here on Brewers Extra Innings. Craig, when I look at Corbin, and tonight's a night that, man, he's got such ridiculously nasty stuff aside from his cutter, but sometimes it's either a little too nasty or he can't quite rein it in. And tonight's a reminder that, you know, the fact that every, literally everything he throws moves and it all comes off the cutter. If the cutter's not on, he's not on, period. And, yeah, he only allowed two earned runs, but... I think anyone watching this game knows he he left a lot out there on the table. He was not as sharp as usual tonight. No, not even close. And uh, you know, it, it's tough to watch guys like Corbin Burns who are so elite at what they do um, and and can carve up just about any lineup in baseball on any given night and and grind. Uh, like we saw tonight, because it's really easy for us to sit back and and watch him pitch. And and say why why are you trying to you know throw darts why are you trying to be so fine why are you trying to be so perfect but it's really not that for him it's it's getting the right feel you know like you just said he just didn't have it for you know with his cutter really all night long um, not enough to make a difference for him but yet look look at this game you know he absorbs a tough loss uh, the Brewers had two two run leads for him um, and. I, I really can't remember if ever him, uh, now that he has hit his prime, um, ever giving up those those leads twice in a game like that. It's just really almost unheard of. Um, so, but this is kind of part partly where this team is right now, Dom. They are 
they're scuffling on just about every aspect of the game here right now. And obviously they're going to have to yeah, either continue to cycle through or hopefully they're done cycling through, you know, walks, errors, uh, missed opportunities at the plate, having your ace out there, uh, giving them a lead a couple of times and, and still not being able to win games here right now. So this is this is a tough stretch. And I think tonight we we kind of saw Corbin Burns wear it. And on a windy night in San Francisco, we were talking about it together watching the game that, you know, nothing was carrying, nothing was hit well. And on a night that you walked six batters and the opponent only had five hits, two of them being homers, they had no other extra base hits. The ball was not carrying well tonight. The Brewers simply could not find the strike zone. Three from Burns, two from Wilson, one from Hobie. Then obviously Hobie also gave up the home run there. We can talk about him in the next segment, too. But the way I look at it, you're right, giving up the leads twice. And right before we came on, we talked about the lack of a shutdown inning. And I think it's a double whammy. You know, you're always disappointed to give up the opportunity to get a shutdown inning. But when it's Corbin Burns, if I'm on defense, if I'm on offense, I'm like, wait a minute. All right, we got the lead. We're good. Corbin's on the mound. Oh, snap. It's not a lead anymore. No shutdown inning. They, they punched right back. All right, so then punch in the fifth inning. And then the biggest inning, and you lose the lead against Corbin Burns in the bottom of the fifth. That's more demoralizing mentally than it is, you know, just your standard old shutdown inning, given it is the guy that has to take the lion's share, given Woodruff is out. Right. And and then after that, you're hoping that he can hold his composure enough to get through the rest of that inning without giving up any more. And the the other thing, Dom, is he he had you know he happened not, had his own opportunity in the fifth to make a, a big out on that comebacker, uh, but it went off his glove. You know he had to stretch over his head. It's ruled a base hit. Is that a play uh, that he makes? Probably nine times out of ten, probably. Um, but uh, again, when nothing's going your way, um, added frustrations. This stuff happens on the road to top it off. We we even brought up the point in the uh, in the TV post game. I'll get your take on this. It's really kind of interesting how the Brewers go from you know the mile high city to the sea level city uh, in San Francisco, all all on the same trip, all within 24 hours. Uh, it just goes to show you know traveling and playing and getting you know used to conditions in a hurry isn't easy, uh, especially in the game of baseball when you're playing every day. And on top of the combo of Coors Field, Oracle Park, it's the second West Coast road trip, right? The only extended road trips the Brewers have had have been West, and your body has to adjust, not just to the altitude and the weather and the cold and the rain that we had today in San Francisco, but it's West. It's a long flight. It's cramped up. It's different different feelings make sure you drink your water stay hydrated all that stuff i i I, i'm with you there. there's a little bit something to it but the counter to that and i can hear people listening saying they're professionals they're used to it and you're not wrong you're absolutely you know you're on your right track there saying they need to be able to adjust and that's not the reason they're losing games but it's a factor and everybody's got to deal with it in some way shape or form the schedule is made at this point for next season they already know where they're heading next year so i'm not against that take but uh, I think at the same time, they are professionals and know what to deal with. Uh, we're going to talk difference-making moment in the next segment, and we're going to talk a little bit about Luke Voigt coming up as well. 855-616-1620 if you're staying up late with us. Brewers Extra Innings After Dark on Cinco de Mayo. 
Brewers Fall 6-4. Cracky Sean is still with us. I'm Dominic Catronio. Remember, you can listen to all of these shows in podcast form, subscribing to Brewers All Access wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get these shows. You'll get Brewers Weekly in that feed. You'll also get Brewers 360 every morning from Wisconsin's Morning News. Uh, before we get into some of the specifics of this one, I kind of want to gauge your thoughts on a take I had in last night's Brewers Weekly here, Craig. I obviously was not here in 2018, but the feeling I get watching this series is what I read about and hear about from guys that were there of the 2018, and I quote, road trip from hell when the Brewers lost 7 of 9 against Miami in Pittsburgh, getting swept by Pittsburgh. There were three walk-offs on that road trip as well. We all know how 2018 ended do you feel any similarities right now from this road trip and that road trip? That's uh, a it's a really good question. Um, quite honestly, the when you get to road trips like this and things aren't going your way, and, and I even mentioned this uh, earlier on our TV show, um, this is certainly isn't uh, at any point of the season to panic. But this is this is you know when you hit a five game losing streak. Um, now you're starting to feel it. Now it's real. Now what's happening isn't right. And are you on the cusp of, of breaking out of this? I'm not sure that they are just yet. Um, they need to, you know, there, there needs to be a spin of, you know, a 180 here in a lot of, lot of ways starting tomorrow night for that to happen. Um, I certainly hope so. I, I don't think this team's going to, you know, be much worse when it comes to uh, a long losing streak on the season. But yeah, when 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 you can't get a win with your ace on the hill, you can't get even your hottest players to come through in the clutch for you, um, that type of thing, and you're you're losing the way they're losing here right now. These these are, you know, these are kicking the kicking the back pretty good when you have leads and you're feeling good about where you are in games. The last two days, I mean, this is this is hard to take for sure. This little stretch. Uh, when when you think you're going to win, and you you flat out don't because you just haven't played well enough for nine innings, and they haven't. They have not. You're right. Now this leads me to a, a tough question, but I have to ask it, and I I will you know opine along with you here. What's to make of Luke Voigt? Is this too early? I mean, he's only got 63 plate appearances to this point, but he was brought here to slug. He's got two doubles, no homers, 21 strikeouts. That's, you know, a 33% strikeout rate to this point in the season. Uh, and he's not hitting lefties. Granted, he came in with reverse splits. The Brewers knew that, but they told him his role from the very beginning was going to hit lefties, and it hasn't happened yet. What do you make of Luke Voigt's start of the season? Well, I mean, for me, a couple of things, you know, immediate to this game uh, and with the slump that he has been in that you mentioned and him not doing what they brought him to do here, and that's hit left-handed pitching. He hasn't had success yet. Um, he has had all the opportunities in the world. They, they have, let's just put it this way, the Brewers have kept their end of the bargain and have given him the opportunities that they said that they would He's not an everyday player for them, uh, but he is is getting an enormous amount of opportunities. And unfortunately for him, um, it, it hasn't worked out yet. So where, where do you go from here? I mean, I, I'm looking at this game tonight, um, and when 
Manaya was taken out of the game, I'm thinking to myself, you know, uh, they've got a right-hander in right now. Where's Rowdy Telez? You know, he's he might be the hottest hitter on this Brewer team right now. Didn't start in this game, so Voight could have his opportunity again. I'm thinking this is this is a close game, um, and I don't know if Voight, you know, deserves to have the opportunity to be in that situation, but he was able to stay in for two more at-bats after that. So, um, you can't say he he hasn't had his opportunity, and then and then my second take that and I you know you keep an eye on things like this, Dom. You know this when veterans are brought in like uh, Voit and Winker and Anderson, um, they they needed an opportunity to um, kind of kickstart their career, turn things around from injuries, uh, uh, maybe maybe a poor season. Um, they're not all going to work out. I mean, history will tell you that if you can get one of those guys to work out for a full season and maybe a second guy to work out for part of a season, and right now the front end of this uh, has not worked out for Voight. So you just have to wonder how many uh, more opportunities, if any more, he's going to get here at this point. This is why rosters change. This is why guys uh, like Luis Arias, who is injured, you wonder – what's going to happen to the roster when he comes back in, you know, a month or six weeks, whenever that's going to be guys like that. I mean, Voight's a candidate to, to obviously potentially get designated. That's for sure. And, and to give the, the thought of Keston here, right? Everyone's talked about Keston. He continues to impress in AAA like he does every time he goes down to AAA, but he's doing so against lefties this season. He's hitting 333 in 30 at bats against lefties, including four homers, no doubles. He's 10 for 30. Uh, he's got three walks and nine strikeouts against lefties. He's had a great start to his season in AAA. Now, last season, the leash for Keston Hira was until today, May 5th. That was his. Last big league game, and then he was optioned down for 11 days. And then he came back for a little while and then was optioned down pretty much for good in, after the All-Star break. He came back in August and September out of necessity when Rowdy Telez was dealing with his knee issue. But when Keston was sent down, he was hitting 216 in 42 plate appearances. He had 20 strikeouts. He was 8 for 37, 378 slugging. Better than what Luke Voigt's doing right now. But I think that rope is rapidly running out on Luke Voigt right now. Just the way that we talk about the fact that hitters need to prove themselves and force their way back up to the big leagues. And there's a pedigree. There's a history with Keston. There is not a history with Luke Voigt. That certainly plays into it. But the problem is with Keston, we've seen this a million times before, where he's tearing it up in AAA. He comes up, starts off hot. The league adjusts to him. He cools off goes back to AAA and tears things up. This time, though, the Brewers do not have that luxury. If they bring him back to the big league roster, he needs to stick. Because if they pass him through waivers again, first of all, I don't think he's going to make it through waivers again. Somebody will feel like they can fix him after what he's put up in AAA. And secondly, he can reject it and become a free agent outright. So those are the things that are weighing on Matt Arnold's mind right now. I just simply want to say, it's not that easy. You know, This is just what the Brewers are dealing with. No, you're right. It's it's not easy at all. And, you know, you think about it, too. Um, these rosters are you, you think they're good. They're good size. And, and, you know, maybe it's hard for some players to get opportunities. 
And, and really, it's not. Um, you, you go through, uh, especially the way the Brewers have constructed their team when they have so many uh, multi-use players, multi-talented players who can play infield, outfield, uh, that type of thing. Um, these guys, I think, get enough opportunities. I don't think that we've said really too many times at all this year that somebody's just not, you know, getting an opportunity. They're sitting on the bench too long. I, I don't see that here. I see guys getting plenty of opportunities. And and like I said with uh, with Voight, the, it's a two-way street. The Brewers have lived up to their end of the bargain. Here are your opportunities. Now you need to come through. And, and this is how it works. And he has not been able to produce. So you, you really do have to wonder, you know, as we progress through this weekend or what they're thinking about here, with their late night meetings that they go through every single night when they have situations like this going on, uh, what can we do uh, to improve our roster and who is the vulnerable one here? And I think right now it's sticking out pretty clearly. Yep, I agree. Well, we're going to do a quick break. We're going to come back with a quick segment of our difference-making moment, then we'll say goodnight to Craig and Sean. This is Brewers After Dark, Brewers Extra Innings. We've talked a lot about this one, but let's go a little deeper into the game. It's time for our difference-making moment, brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, which is different, not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need. It's for elite, comprehensive financial planning, customized to who you are and what you need. Contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. AnnexWealth.com. Craig, you get first pick. What was your difference-making moment of the night? Well, I'm going to the uh, fifth inning, the Estrada kind of comebacker. It was hard hit, and it was uh, high above the head of Corbin Burns. Uh, But there were two out in that fifth inning at that time, and unfortunately he couldn't make the play there. Almost looked like he tried to maybe rush it a little bit too much. If he gets that uh, comebacker and makes the play over at first base, the inning ends. But unfortunately after that, he walked Davis and then gave up the uh, two-out, two-RBI single uh, to Jock Peterson that ended up giving the Giants the lead there in the fifth inning. So uh, that resulted in a tough loss uh, on the decision for Burns. So that's going to be my turning point for the game. I'm going to go back to the second inning, and I'm going to go back to runners on first and second, two outs. Weimer had just struck out of the bottom of the order. William Contreras, a base hit, would give the Brewers a lead right back, make it 3-2, punch him back in the mouth. Instead, he swung and missed at three consecutive pitchers after getting a 1-0 count and would end that inning. It's not just on William, but the fact that the Brewers got two men on, it did not take advantage of the error committed by uh, the shortstop Tyro Estrada and ended up letting Manaya get off the hook. I thought that was the moment that Sean Manaya found a way to settle in, which he did. He would retire eight in a row after that error. And even that fifth inning was a little fluky in a way for the Brewers that they got the double steal, a back pick failed throwing error, and then the sack fly scored a run. But the Brewers couldn't get anything other offense after that. And it's ironic that they lose a game started by a lefty, but it wasn't because it was started by a lefty. It was just because they couldn't get anything else done. Yeah, it was it was it was a weird game. I mean, this had this just had a lot of moments that that didn't seem right. Uh, didn't seem normal, um, didn't seem believable at times, um, especially, you know, and I, I go back to this point too, Corbin Burns doesn't blow uh, two-run leads twice 
uh, in a matter of the first five innings of a game. I mean, this is just almost unheard of, but this is what's happening to this team right now during this losing skid, and you can't put your finger totally on it. You, You just know that if it could go wrong right now for this team, it is going wrong, and unfortunately it's resulted in a five-game losing streak. It's Murphy's Law, but they've got a Pat Murphy as the bench coach. I mean, something's got to give. they got to fix this ASAP, and Craig Kishon will be with us all weekend long to break it down. Craig, thanks as always for your insight. Sleep quickly. We'll be back with you in a few hours, eh? Nap time. Here we go. <laughs> Craig Kishon here on Brewers Extra Inning. Stay with us. we got more to come on 620 WTMJ. Misery business. How fitting. Five losses in a row right now for the Brewers. But hey, like I said the other day, look at the calendar. By the time you're listening to this, well, live, it's May 6th, since it is Saturday morning now at 1 a.m. here in the Central Time Zone. A couple tweets have come in from Aaron down in Illinois. Uh, every team is going to have a high point, and every team will have a low point, even Tampa. Have they had a low point, though? (laughs) Let's hope the crew is getting the low out of the way. Eliminating some of the miscues would also help turn it around. I absolutely agree, Aaron. It's the miscues right now, and they're adding up, and they're feeling like they're always going to come back and bite the Brewers on every little miscue they've had. They haven't really had a sustained, good, complete, top-to-bottom good game uh, since maybe Friday night against the Angels last week. A couple of questions about Voight. We just talked about that as well. And it's time for Who's Hot and Who's Cold, brought to you by Cider, Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. For a limited time, you can save $1,000 off an AC or furnace unit. Families helping families since 1912. Cider, Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. That's S-E-I-D-E-R, Cider.com. Who's hot right now? I mean, it's hard to pick right now for the Brewers, but... It was good to see Willie Adams get a couple of knocks. Uh, his first multi-hit game since April 22nd against the Boston Red Sox. Another guy that I want a candidate as for who's hot is Owen Miller. Every time you look up, it seems like he's on base against the lefty. Now, he's not going to hit for power. We know that. He's hitting 294 on the season. He's got a 327 OPS. He doesn't walk all that much. He puts the ball in play. He's also got three stolen bases, including that clutch stolen base. Uh, the technical steal of home with the uh, runners on the corners and the trap play with Brian Anderson on first place. That was a fun play. You'll hear it in the highlights. But who's cold? Uh, Hobie Milner has come crashing back down to earth here so far this season. Uh, remember, we've talked about him being the unsung hero of the 2022 season. I have said so. Uh, he has now allowed runs in three consecutive outings. Uh, and even though, even so, a home run in each of his last two outings today, a pinch hit homer allowed to Wilmer Flores. Flores came in, a right-handed hitter, to hit for Jack Peterson and made Gabe Kapler look smart by getting the home run off of Hobie. Uh, he, this is something to monitor. As they called up Bennett Sousa today, another left-hander to give some reinforcement to Hobie Milner. We talked about how much Brad Boxberger had been used the last couple of years and that maybe come July and August he was gassed and overworked. I'm wondering if we're seeing the effects of how much Hobie Milner has been used early in the season. That's something to monitor moving forward. If Hobie Milner, he did a really good job against righties last season. This season, it has not been the same. Right-handed hitters uh, against Hobie Milner are now hitting 375. By comparison, a season ago, righties only hit 248. So keep an eye on that throughout the season. Now, 248 isn't great, 
But the point is, it was much closer to his normal batting average against, whereas there's a clear disparity lefties versus righties. Jim Henderson, Chris Hook, they will figure things out with Hobie. He means too much, especially as the only established lefty in this bullpen. Brew's got a lot to figure out. We're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council. That's coming up next. All right, there's only so much I can chop up in a 6-4 loss in their fifth in a row. Let's hear what the manager has to say, Craig Council. I mean, it's that's uh, you know, it's just an unfortunate inning. I mean, uh, you know, probably the comebackers, you know, just a kind of almost like a changeup comebacker that kind of cor- got Corbin off time a little bit and was was high enough to just just be a tough play and. Fortunately, weren't able to make it, and then they put. Um, you know, they had a couple good at bats after that, and and uh, took the lead. Do you think the? I mean, it was thirty plus pitches in that inning. Do you think that affected him at all? A long inning. I mean, that's that's a that's a baseball game. So I, I mean, that's part of it. Um, you're going to have innings like that where you got to grind through them and get through them. So I I would say no. His two strike execution had been pretty good in a couple turns through the order before that. Did you feel like you just missed a couple? Well, I mean, he executed a pitch against Estrada. He made a great pitch against Estrada for sure. Um, so, you know, I mean, um, probably the pitch that Peterson want back. But other than that, I thought he was pretty good. Overall, does it just feel like these last few games you guys haven't been as crisp in, ex- in executing the plays that you had been? Earlier. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think you can point to, you know, you certainly can point to a couple games where just a defensive play. Um, you know, gets us out of an inning or changes an inning, um, and that's you know that that's what it's about. You know, that's we've, we've that's part of the thing, part of a strength of this team, and um, you know, plays that um, certainly we're capable of making. Offensively, did you like how you guys were able to get to uh, Manaya early? Yeah, I mean, we did. We had a bunch of balls hard in the first inning. Um, you know, even the, even the Yelch double play is very hard hit ball, so. Um, you know, we put two across there and put in, put another couple across, and and um, you know their bullpen did a nice job. We, we you know we had one base runner, two base runners in the last four innings against their bullpen, so their bullpen did a nice job. Yeah, the, their bullpen here was really high coming in, but it's it's a bunch of names that you know have been proven in this league. I just feel like it's 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 a good group. And well, we just yeah, I mean we didn't have a good night. I mean that's you know it, they did a good job tonight. Like the execution on that uh, first and third. Yeah, we did a nice job with it. I mean, it's 0-2 count, so it's a time when maybe you take a little risk with with uh, in that situation. And it worked out. Quite a few of the hits against Minaya were um, opposite field. Is that something you guys have been working on against left-handers? Um, just kind of a place I think where his mistakes are maybe out over the plate and up in the zone, and and so we did a good job early with with that for sure. We did see a lot of oppo, and that was encouraging. William Contreras is the king of oppo. Even Willie Adamas had an opposite field RBI single. But remember, when you see exit velos of ground balls, they're always going to be hit harder than fly balls. So, yes, Yelich hit the ball hard, but it was on the ground. As we're used to, the situation was tough. He was 0 for 4 in the cleanup spot. They're trying different lineups, man. They're reading your tweets, I promise. They're trying different lineups. And tonight's worked, and it also didn't. Ah, losing's no fun. We're going to listen to some highlights, though, coming up next. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! 
time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Sean Manaya, a left-hander against Cy Corbin Burns to open up a series in the city by the bay. The San Francisco Giants, the opponent at Oracle Park. And all the apprehension about facing a southpaw quickly evaporated in the first, thanks to Willie Adamas. Manaya's 1-2. And Adamas, a line drive into right field for a base hit. Contreras will trot home. Miller stops at second. The Brewers on the board with an RBI single for Willie Adamas. Lane Grindle's call. It snapped an 0 for 21 for Willie. Need to see a little bit more of that moving forward. He also drew a walk and had another hit later in the contest. Yelich would ground into a double play, moving Miller to third with two outs. Anderson would walk. And then with an 0-2 count on Luke Voigt, the Brewers got fancy on the base paths. And now they've picked off Anderson. Throw to first. Anderson in a rundown. Can he stay in it long enough? He's going to stay in it long enough. They'll tag him out. But Miller dashes home from third, and the Brewers get another. Well executed. If that's what it was meant to be, Anderson taken off a little bit early, gets caught in a rundown, and Miller dashes home, and the Brewers played a second run. You just heard Craig Council confirm that's exactly what the plan was, and the Brewers did it. Two strikes, two outs, pretty good spot. However, in the bottom of the first, the Giants would respond right back, a two-run home run by J.D. Davis off of Corbin Burns. It was the start of what would be a struggling night for him and the cutter. He would get back on track in innings 2, 3, and 4. We fast forward, though, now. The Brewers still tied 2-2 in the top of the fifth inning, getting some traffic on the bases. Runners on first and second, Tyrone Taylor and Joey Weimer. They would get a double steal to move into second and third, and Joey Bart tried to bite off more than he could chew. 1-1, swing and a miss. Uh, Throw back to third. It goes over the head of the third baseman, Davis, and into left field. Taylor will score. Weimer gets to third, and the Brewers have a 3-2 lead. They'll take him any way they can get him. And then a sack fly from Owen Miller would make it a 4-2 Brewer lead. But then the wheels would come off in the bottom of the fifth inning for Corbin Burns. Against the eight-hitter with nobody on and one out, he was ahead 0-2 on Brett Wisely, who came into the game with an 0-47 batting average. And he lined a sinker into left center field for a base hit. And that's when things started to unravel. And a throwing error by Willie Adamas on a ground ball by Cal Stevenson put runners on second and third. Then Lamont Wade Sr. or Lamont Wade Jr., excuse me, would strike out, leaving it up to two outs in Tyro Estrada. A comebacker off the bat of Estrada was misplayed by Burns. He mistimed his jump. Then a walk to J.D. Davis and the Brewer killer, Jock Peterson. And it's a ground ball, diving his middle. It's going to trickle into center field. Wisely is in. Estrada's around third. He will score. The throw goes to third. Safe at third is Davis. Throw back to second, and Peterson is out. So two runs come in on the play. Giants take a 5-4 lead. Peterson thrown out as the throw went to third. He tried to take second. Of the five men that reached base in that fifth inning, four of them did so with two strikes on them against Corbin Burns. They would add a pinch hit solo homer from Wilmer Flores in the eighth inning, and that would be all the scoring tonight. The Brewers could not muster up just about anything against the Giants' bullpen and fall by a final of 6-4. to four. Now the Brewers are 18-14. and 14. The Giants improve to 14-17. and 17. That's it for the highlights as we get ready to say goodnight here. 
We'll be back on the air tomorrow night. Another later one. It's a weird start time. It'll be a 6.15 first pitch central time. We will be on the air at 5 o'clock. Yours truly has Brewers warm-up. I'll be joined by Kerry Crowley of KNBR. He is there. Giants analyst. We'll talk a little baseball, talk a little this series as well. Also talk about the best burrito spots in San Francisco. If you know, you know. Then on Sunday, first pitch is scheduled for 3.15. We will be on the air for 2 o'clock once again with Brewers warm-up with yours truly. Tomorrow will be Colin Ray trying to be the stopper for the Brewers. He's got a big task ahead of him going up against the Giants. And they will be starting Alex Cobb against him, who has been a revelation so far this season in his second year in San Francisco. Just a 2-4-3 ERA in 33 innings. He's also got 33 strikeouts. As for Colin Ray, he's been up and down as far as performance-wise. 0-2 record, 4-7-9 ERA. He hasn't won a game in the big leagues since the pandemic season in 2020. See if the uh, heavy Bay Area air is going to help out Colin Ray against these Giants. That's going to do it for us this evening. Thanks for staying up late with us, or if you caught it on the podcast feed after the fact. Again, on the air tomorrow at 5 o'clock with Brewers Warm-Up. My thanks to Justin Pottinger, our producer, and also to Craig Kishan for joining us. My name is Dominic Catronio. Someone's going to come up tomorrow. I promise. It's going to be okay. They're going to win another game. We will be here for you when they do so. Until next time, keep on swinging.